This is Caroline with a K, and you're listening to The First Deal Show. Welcome to The First Deal Show with your host, Caroline with a K. On this show, we're talking about investors' first investment property. Join me for a trip down memory lane as we hear the good, bad, and ugly of that first deal. with another episode of the four-part mini-series. Last episode, I introduced feelings. Ooey, feelings. Just kidding. I'm so in tune with them and regularly think about my feelings because I've learned to just trust my gut. And I hope that if there's anything you take away, it's that you can learn to trust your gut too. So today we're going to get into the law of attraction. This is the last and final episode in this mindset mini series, and I hope you guys have enjoyed the first three episodes. So I love the law of attraction. I fell into this last year in February, and I got into the law of attraction because I started studying feng shui. I didn't realize the effect that our environment has on us and that the objects that we surround ourselves with are a reflection of who we are. You're probably thinking, what does the law of attraction have to do with buying my first investment property, Caroline? Seriously, you are falling off the rails. Well, let's think about it for a second. So the first episode, we talked about a mindset, right? Growth mindset and fixed mindset. And we looked at how a mindset or a set of uh, beliefs that when you have a growth mindset, you're not fixed in this idea that you can't get any further from your talents and abilities that you already possess, right? That you can build on the skills that you already have. Then we looked at visualization. So imagining the end goal, the end game. What is it that I want to see in my life? And then how can I be in tune with that, see it, feel it, and act as if it's already happened, right? Because the mind can't distinguish between fiction and reality. Last episode, we looked at our feelings. So are we aligned with our feelings? Are we actually feeling our feelings and understanding what's going on with ourselves when we do things? Or are we suppressing them? And just ignoring and just doing things to get them done without really having any enjoyment or sense or even an understanding of why it is that we're doing what we're doing. And now we're going into the space of, well, all of those things together are all based within this idea of the law of attraction. Now, the law of attraction is... There are probably hundreds of thousands of podcasts on it already, and I'm that's not exactly my focus, but I thought I would expose any of you that are interested or have are curious, maybe I've piqued your curiosity, you can look into that stuff. Um, but I did read this book by Mary Diamond, who is a, a feng shui master practitioner, but she was in the movie The Secret. I haven't actually seen the movie. I did read the book, though. Mary Diamond teaches us about feng shui and how the objects that we surround ourselves with and where we place things, the things that we hold on to, 
all of that influences the messages that we're putting out there and as far as the person that we want to be or who we are. So every day is a new day. And today I get to make decisions that are going to reflect the future person that I'm going to become. Now, it might seem kind of foreign or sound kind of odd. Like why, what does the things that I do today, how do they impact who I'm going to become in the future? In the intro of Mary Diamond's book, she says, the very simple law of attraction is the very simple principle that you're a human being living in a certain time and in a certain space and that your alignment through thoughts, feelings, and actions will bring exactly to you what you have aligned yourself with. And this all ties back into my whole mindset mini series, right? It encompasses this idea that our thoughts become things. So visualizing what we want to happen will happen. Our feelings and our actions are going to bring us into the place of who we want to become. So if I say that I want to be a runner, that means I need to make hard choices. Well, they're not actually hard choices. I just need to make certain choices that will reflect who a runner is. So if I say that I run half marathons, clearly I need to practice running at least four times a week, or I need to have some sort of plan in place, right? I can't say, oh, well, I'm a runner, but I just go to the bar and drink. That what? How does that align with what my goal is. It doesn't. With this whole idea of purchasing your first investment property, if you want to buy your first investment property, there's some choices that you're going to have to make that will reflect and help you to get to that goal. For example, if you have the choice between, well, I could watch another episode of Netflix or I could sit here and analyze a market. Hmm. If I want to be a real estate investor and buy my first investment property, the better option would be to sit there and analyze the market to buy an investment property because everyone else is watching Netflix for 30 minutes. So I hope this doesn't offend anyone or rub somebody the wrong way. I'm not passing any judgment. I'm clearly stating the facts, right? You have two paths to take. Which one are you going to choose? The red pill or the blue pill? I'm just kidding. And so to kind of tie this all back together, the mindset is a piece that is often easily ignored or pushed aside. A lot of people will say, well, let's just start taking action. Let's do the steps that are going to help us to get to our goal. But really, what is the sense in doing that if you're not enjoying what you're doing to get there? Because at the end of the day, it's not about the final goal or the last stop. It's about the process and journey in order to get there. Many of the ideas and principles that we learn about are simple. They're just not easy to implement. And part of that is practice. Another part of it is enjoyment. And finally, it's belief. The hope that by doing these things, we're going to achieve the goals and the things that we want. I honestly believe that if you're not happy doing whatever it is that you're doing, then 
is it worth it at the end? Is that something that I really, truly want? Or is it something that I'm doing because I believe that that's what I want or that other people have told me that that's what I want or because I'm comparing myself to others and that's why I'm doing this thing? I have one more quote from The Very Simple Law of Attraction by Mary Diamond that I... You just don't know when that right time is or where the right place is. And you don't know how it is going to be delivered. Something greater than our understanding is working on this universal fulfillment. It goes back to that idea that our thoughts and actions and feelings are the three most important things and the only things that we can really focus on and control. So what are you surrounding yourself with? Who are the people that are you, you're surrounding yourself with? What are the things that you're surrounding yourself with? And then what actions and steps are you taking to help you to achieve the things that you want in life? Because we are creatures of habit. And so the easier you make it and set yourself up for success in all areas of your life by recognizing what is working and what are things that you're going to maintain to help you to achieve the things that you want versus continuing to just do the same old things. I labeled this year, 2021, as the year of being uncomfortable. I don't know if this podcast will get released before end of year. What I do know is that this is very vulnerable for me and just sharing my thoughts and ideas and putting it out in the world uh, could easily be misinterpreted. Well, I'm not really going to focus on that because that's not my intention. And I truly believe that if this could just help even one person to see the possibility of what they're able to do, then that's plenty for me. At the end of the day, I know that even the students that I teach, I'm not going to influence all of them. I mean, let's be real. There are 30 kids in a classroom. There are probably a handful that just straight up won't like me for whatever reason. It's nothing personal. It's just that certain personalities like certain personalities and that's okay. That's how the world is, really. I mean, even with my coworkers, even with some of my bosses. And so all those people where we have this sort of rough around the edges relationship, there's nothing wrong with it. They're, they've taught me things that I needed to learn in order to get me to the place where I am today to be able to do something like this. I bet there are a few of you naysayers out there saying, why do we not receive exactly what we ask for? And I would push back on that and say to you, well, are you asking for what you actually want? Because I've noticed a lot of times we impose our own self-doubt on the things that we're asking for. I do this myself. And it takes a lot of energy and focus to be able to recognize, like, wait a minute, that's not what I want. Why am I second-guessing myself? Oh, wait, that's exactly what's going to happen. I remember when I was interviewing for jobs to work in schools, like uh, charter schools, and I went back and forth with uh, an employer about the salary. And even though I knew my worth and what I wanted, I second-guessed myself and, like, I lowballed it and I didn't even try... Or I didn't wonder 
well, what if they did pay me this? And what if it went well enough that they would recruit me and this would all pan out the way that I wanted? That didn't even cross my mind at the time because I didn't see the value in myself. I spent all this money in my education. I had a bachelor's. I got a master's. And yet for some reason, I still doubted that, oh yeah, a company would totally pay me this much money to be an educator because I didn't think that I was worth that. And then come to find out there are actually charter schools that pay teachers hundreds of thousands of dollars because there are certain things that they don't have to pay for, like a pension or really good health benefits relative to the company that I work for. So uh, I say all of this to say that I, I really believe in order for us to get the things that we want in life, we need to be crystal clear because any muddling or confusion or confusing messages rather that we put out there is exactly what we're going to get back. So if I'm not clear on what it is that I want, the world is just going to give me a bumbled jumbled thing that doesn't make any sense to be totally honest. And so I'll leave you with this quote. Well, two quotes. The alignment you create between the universe slash God and your environment is in the unconscious part of the messages you send. Every person needs to align his conscience, conscious messages with his unconscious messages. So for example, in the book, she talks about how there was a man who had a lot of failed relationships and in his home, he only had pictures around him that uh, reflected nothing positive. And so basically, Mary Diamond said to him, like, if you want to attract love into your life, you need to surround yourself with images of love and then it'll flow to you. That's exactly what happened. He moved some things around, added warmer messages in his house, pictures of love and happy people and people enjoying themselves. And then lo and behold, he was able to bring in more excitement, love, happiness into his life. So the subconscious messages that we're sending and putting out there based on our actions, what we choose to do versus what we choose not to do, they're all a reflection of who we're becoming. I have a personal example of a good friend of mine who, when we were younger, I thought that she was very picky in terms of the boys that she wanted to date. Lo and behold, when we were kids, she actually listed out all the qualities and traits that she would like in her ideal partner. And I was very critical of that. I thought, why would you list that out? I mean, whoever you end up with is going to be fine. And now, as adults, uh, oddly enough, I did ask her about her list and it turns out that the man that she's dating currently fills all of the traits that she had put on her list. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. I mean, what are the odds that this person would come into her life? Well, it's because she was crystal clear on what she wanted and then she attracted him into her life. So there's a question can you change this part of the law of attraction? Are you able to get 
the things that you want by moving furniture around or by changing, making small tweaks in your life. And well, I didn't know this, but Donald Trump actually is very big in feng shui. I learned that in Columbus Circle, um, the Trump Tower actually there's it's like at a crossroads so all of the air that flows will hit the building and it's not good to have a building located on a corner it's actually really bad feng shui um, or at a intersection or crossroad and so uh, Donald Trump actually hired a feng shui master to come out there and there's a globe that sits in front of the Trump Tower that takes that energy and that chi and pushes it along so it's not directly hitting his building but anyways um he says to a grandmaster a feng shui if by changing my desk i can make more millions why not so by just changing your mindset you could attract a lot of nice things into your life you could even live the life that you want just something to think about no pressure. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm speaking into a microphone and you are on the other end of the world listening for your entertainment, enjoyment, or even self-growth, personal development. Take this for what you want it to be. And ladies and gentlemen, those of you that have stuck it out for four episodes of my mini series, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for just being here. I hope that we get to cross paths someday. And if you have any feedback, please let me know. I love talking to people about the law of attraction, feng shui, mindset. Those are topics that really pique my interest. With all that being said, thank you again. I appreciate all of you. I hope that you will continue to join me on this journey to learn about how you can purchase your first investment property. And I'm so grateful that you are letting me be part of your journey. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening or watching The First Deal Show. I'm excited for you to buy your first investment property. If this show has helped you in any way, I ask that you share it with someone. 